What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And if you are still tuned in, this is episode three of our five different breakdowns of our positional rankings. And today, our episode is about wide receivers. Now, Michelle, I've got something to say, as usual. As per usual. And that thing is, yeah, as always, I have something to say. And that is, I'm stressed out. Wide receivers, they really throw me for a loop. And I think this year I feel less confident than ever. And I need this breakdown because I am very scared about who will actually perform this year in the top 10 wide receivers and who will not. How are you feeling about wide receivers? Kate, there are a lot of wide receivers. A lot. We talked about, look, when we talked QBs, we said, look, there's literally only like 30 to however many, right? There's only so many. It's 32 teams. There's pretty much 32 quarterbacks unless you want a backup quarterback. So there's not a lot out there. Running backs, we've also talked about. There's a pretty good amount of those, but arguably there are just the most wide receivers. And this is what happens to me, Kate. This is why I get nervous because we talk about all this stuff. I feel like I know what I'm doing. And then I go to the draft time and I shit myself and I forget everything that I've I talked about. And I don't know why that happens. I I get fantasy scaries. I, it makes no sense. I think it's just because there's so many names and you see them all. I don't know. It just stresses me out. We're just we're just trying to get through all of them. I know. I, I shit my fucking pants every year. Every year this happens. It fantasy is very scaries. disarming. It's disarming. It is the fantasy scaries. We will not have fantasy scaries this year. We are talking wide receivers. We're going full PPR, which is the most exciting thing for wide receivers. So I think um, I think we should just start at the top as any other episode and talk about who our relative top three slash tier one is for wide receivers. Do you have a feeling on it? Well, yeah. And just to clarify, like Kate said, we are talking PPR. So this is extremely important for the wide receiver position because, yes, we're talking points for touchdowns. Yes, we're talking points for yards. But we are talking on point, a singular point, every single time one Mm -hmm. of these guys catches the ball. So you do have to be thinking about... A whole point. Right. How many targets? You know, that's, that's where wide receiver... Man, I probably add and drop so many wide receivers throughout the course of a season because they're up, they're down, they're this way, they're that way. It's... I feel like they're a little less injury prone than, you know, uh, the running back position, which is, which is good. But, you know, it depends. One week, one guy catches a 100-yard touchdown, and you're like, I want that guy. And then the next week, he doesn't catch a ball. So, anyway, there's a lot of... There's a lot of wild cards when it comes to wide receivers, but it's really important for PPR because your guy's getting a point every single time he touches the ball. Now, we will break these down as the experts are telling us. I think that across the board it's so funny how sometimes like once you get to like number three number four then like shit starts hit the fan and all these everybody like does you know kind of disagrees but at number one everyone agrees yet again like they did for the running backs like they did for the quarterbacks everyone is agreeing Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver as as it relates to fantasy football this year it's very much like the Christian McCaffrey of wide receivers right? Like Devontae Adams is resoundingly and and moreover, because Aaron Rodgers has re-signed on the dotted line, he is the number one out of Green Bay. And I do think it's interesting, especially for wide receivers, but A, knowing that Aaron Rodgers chucks the rock, but B, that he is not the only one 
who is receiving. You know, there's Alan Lazard, there's Randall Cobb, there's Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's it, I think. Um, yeah. But there are people around him who, in my mind, there's Robert Tanyan, if you want to call it that, but there are people around that team who can continue to be options where Devontae Adams is clearly the best wide receiver right now in the game. Yeah, I mean, he's number one across the board. Uh, he's, you know, he's one of those guys that he's just, talk about consistency. Guy probably catches a touchdown almost every single game. You know what I mean? And like you said. Literally, there's literally. Other, there's 18 other, last season, I think. That's wild. So it's wild. Mean, if you get him, good on you. He's a great, solid number one. Uh, when it comes to number two and number three, most folks that I'm, most things that I'm seeing has Tyreek Hill, who is trying to become the fastest man in the world, as you were telling me earlier Oh, we got to talk about that. Oh, we got to um, talk about that so at we some can, point. We can talk about the fastest man in the world, uh, Tyreek Hill. Most most places have him ranked number two with Steph Diggs right behind him. I have to politely disagree. I think Steph Diggs is number two. I am so high on this guy. He was so fun to watch last year. Uh, like I said, we, we when we talked to QBs, Josh Allen's up there at number two. I mean... Arguably, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, because we're we're now three positions into our breakdowns, there's probably no other team that has, oh, except KC. Actually, these are the two, KC and Buffalo, that have, you know, top three ranked quarterbacks and wide receivers. Hello, perfect combination. Like, I want Patrick Mahomes and I want Tyreek Hill. I want Josh Allen and I want Steph Diggs. There's a reason these guys are ranked so high. So if you can find someone that's like, got a QB that's ranked equally as high as their running back. I mean, it's like match made in friggin' fantasy football heaven. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think there's almost no question, but correct me if you feel differently, whether you have Tyreek Hill at two or three, or if you have Stephon Diggs at two or three, I think we can confidently say between Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs, those are your top three. And pretty important that you do draft a solid wide receiver oh, yeah. if you're playing PPR. I yeah. mean, it it does lend itself to the conversation, Michelle, which it's hard to have this conversation now, but we will when we actually do our drafts and, and have our draft numbers. But it is really important to consider the strategy behind who you draft first and why based on where you fall in your fantasy draft. So a conversation for another week and another Draft Queens episode but something to consider. In any case, I think that's our top three. Hell yeah! I mean, look, these guys are these guys are potential first round fantasy pickups, depending on how many teams in your league and where your pick falls. Because you might mm-hmm. fall outside of getting one of those tier one running backs and a tier one wide receivers right in your face. You know what? You take him. You don't wait. You don't wait. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now it gets a little bit tricky because the next th- cup. Yeah, there's a lot there's of a things lot. that get a little tricky here. I have a lot. I have a lot of. I have a lot of things to say. I have a lot of. Things but this to is say here. this is why wide receivers are stressful. I know. I don't I know. like them. I don't. This is my <laughs> least favorite. I love a wide receiver. It's probably like the most lauded position aside from quarterback to be like, yeah, you're a badass wide receiver. You catch something in like the tenth, eleventh hour. You're stretching out <laughs> in the end of the end zone. Like it's a very theatrical position you're toe touching love it you're getting your exactly dragging that second foot to make the catch yeah i'm with you it's way more theatrical than running backs that being said 
there is some theater that's about to happen because I think there's a couple toss-ups in the second tier below Stefan Diggs, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, unless you feel like there's anyone that I'm missing in the first tier. I just think DeAndre Hopkins needs to be in tier one. If we're, if we're, he does. He needs to be in mm. tier one. Like this. I agree, actually. Th- this, You're talking about quarterback wide receiver pair. Kyler, you know, Arizona. So I, I, he has to, he has to be in that, in that, in that top tier for me, for sure. It's a good move. Okay, that's it's fair. a good move. It's a better quarter, not a better quarterback, just a better organization for him. So I think DeAndre Hopkins has got to be in that tier one category for sure. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I can round that out for sure. Okay. Then we get to, so now it becomes a mess for me because <laughs> there's, an, there's another tier. I'm just going to throw out some names and you can say yes or no, because I, I just don't know. So I think DK Metcalf is in tier two. Yes. I think, depending on his injuries, Justin Jefferson is in Tier 2. Yes, for sure. Oddly, like that's just been a comeuppance that I'm not even still acclimated to, but I think he's Tier 2. This one, I think, is like maybe, it's not a sleeper because he's ranked number 4 to number 6 in most places. Like, not a sleeper. But I feel like people forget that now that Julio Jones is on the Titans, there is only Calvin Ridley being thrown to by Matt Ryan. There is no one else on the Falcons. There's no one else. I know, but I just feel so low on the Falcons that, like, I don't know that I would... I would draft a DK Metcalf, an A.J. Brown, a Justin Jefferson, a Terry McLaurin... I would draft those guys before I would draft Calvin Ridley, to be honest. I just would. I don't I don't feel good about Atlanta this year. I know they don't have anyone else, therefore it could just be the Calvin Ridley show, but I don't feel good about that team. So I would I would avoid it, I think. It's probably very unpopular, but that's just what I think. No crystal ball, just saying. Sometimes there's a feeling. Sometimes you just know. You know, I fall I think I fall on the exact opposite end of the spectrum. Because I just think there is no one else for Matt Ryan. And when he bombs it, it's gone. It's gone. So there's no more Julio Jones. Where will the bombs go? There is one receiver, Calvin Ridley. Rake in those points. But again, like it's very, it's contentious. A lot of people do not agree with that. Speaking of something that's contentious, and maybe you'll feel this is contentious. So we mentioned A.J. Brown, who's somewhere in that top 10 um, rankings, which I agree with for for Tennessee. Riddle me this though: Why is he ten plus or so positions ahead of Julio Jones? That seems very confusing to me. Am I am I, I think, crazy? You're not crazy. I think it's unproven, and I think that you hit it on the head. You know, I think that Derrick Henry is going to take a lot of that timeshare over Julio and AJ. Does that mean that they are not going to knock it out of the park with Tanny? I mean, I think Ryan Tannehill, in my my own opinion, which is maybe wrong, but as a Titans fan, I can say it. I think he's decent. I think he enables. Do I think he's going to lead anybody to a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Do I think he's <laughs> going to elevate any of these wide receivers? No, not really. He's he he is good. I will say he is a good player, but he is not the upper echelon that they need to all ships rise with Julio Jones with with anyone on the team other than Derrick Henry honestly yeah it's so interesting i just like in my in my head when 
Julio moved over to Tennessee, I just I just figured like that's that's the guy. Not to say that AJ Brown's think. not to say that AJ Brown's not good because obviously he is. I just I had I had it I at least had them much closer in ranking if we're looking across uh wide receivers. And he Julio just happens to be noticeably lower. So I was just intrigued by that. But I mean, I kind of agree with you. Wide receivers are that situation where like the tier ones are the tier ones and then you could really have a pretty large tier two tier three um there's so much you know there's there's the mike evans chris godwin in you know um exactly in in tampa bay like i think they're both tier two i don't think one is tier one i I think they're both tier two in in my opinion that justin jefferson and adam thielen those are both tier two i'd be happy with either one of those guys even though someone's the number one and someone's the number two but i'd be happy with any of those guys that i just said I know. And people are, well, here's the thing, right? Is people are saying that certain people are old or maybe they're old news or maybe like Adam Thielen has dropped because people are saying he has. Oh, old he has. news, not as valuable. Julio Jones, same thing. Does he have synergy with Ryan Tannehill? We don't know. Remains to be seen. Same thing with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Again, like an amenable one-two punch. Like absolutely fantastic. Would take that all day. But then there's the there's the one-offs. There's the and I would be very curious for your feeling on this because I know you love Dallas. I know you're a Cowboys fan. We talked to Tim Hightower about this. But CD Lamb, like yeah. very high on the list. Cooper Cup, very high on the list. All spark plugs. Terry McLaurin, you mentioned, all high on the list. Top ten for sure. So where do you fall with that? Slash anyone that you want to call out. So our listeners know who we're looking out for. I mean, I love C.D. Lamb this year. I, I think, you know, he has flip-flopped in in the right, appropriate way with um, with Amari Cooper, for sure, um, as as the standout, you know, receiver over there. And having Dak back will, will certainly help that. So it's exciting to see what C.D. does this year. Um, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup, we all, we all love Cooper Cup. I think you see Brandon Ayuk starting to creep up, um, you know, in yes. the rankings, which is really exciting for San Francisco. Kenny Galladay, I think it's a good trade. We haven't talked a lot, you know, about, uh, about you know, the Giants other than Saquon in our, in, our, um, in our position breakdowns here. But I think it's a good trade for him. I think it's going to be good. I think Danny Dimes needs some people to throw the ball to. And having Kenny Galladay, like, that might – really be the spark that they need. So I kind of like that name, you know, creeping up into the, you know, top 25-ish, you know. Maybe now we're starting to talk a little bit more like tier three, if you will, of of these guys. Another one that's probably tier three, but I feel like could be exciting is um, Will Fuller the fifth, Will Fuller, Will Fuller five over in oh, Miami. Yeah. I, really, I really like Will Fuller in general. He played, you know, uh, on the other side of the field from – DeAndre Hopkins for quite some time over in Houston. And so he's really developed, you know, in, in, in a big way. And I think learning from someone like DeAndre certainly doesn't hurt. If two is, you know, doing a little better over there in Miami this year, that could be a really fun combo, you know, to watch. And, and I think Will Fuller being kind of their, you know, their go-to over there, that's, he's wanted to be in that number one position. And he's pretty much always been wide receiver too because of DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, there are a couple folks in the Will Fuller 5 camp that I just, I mean, we just need to see the work put in, you know? Yeah. So Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, LaVisca Chenault, like all of these folks, 
I mean, it just, this is what makes wide receivers so I difficult. Know, I know, I know. But here's the thing. Like, Jerry Judy, awesome guy, not great quarterbacking <laughs> over there. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. I do love Teddy, but... Yeah, uh, that's true. That's uh, true. A little sticky over there for, for me when you when you look at the the quarterback end of it. Jerry Judy is is strong. And then, you know, Chenault Jr., like, I think I see him mostly in, like, the top 35 even. I don't know. I'm pushing him up with the Trevor Lawrence, you know, ad over there. I, I think that could be, you know, I think that's a that could be a really big upside for him this year. I think that's right. And looking at a, DJ I am Shark. excited. DJ Shark Jr. too. Move him up a little I bit. I think you got to move these guys up a little bit, just, you know, knowing what the quarterback situation is in Jacksonville this year. I mean, unfortunately, and we just have to say it and disagree with me if you want, but outside of the top 10, all of these folks in my mind are interchangeable yeah but you need to keep an eye on just who you want to put your money on like do you feel good and in my case it's it's yes I feel good if we're taking a sleeper call it a sleeper with air quotes again like still within the range of the top 20 to 25 I feel good I feel as good about a Jamar Chase connecting with like just Cincinnati in general and yeah, Joey Burrow. Yeah, totally, totally. I feel just as good about him as I do with Amari Cooper, who's ranked like 10 seeds higher in this line. Like, I just, I think once you get below the top 10, maybe even top 15, it's a crapshoot. It's a it, crapshoot. It, it kind Put your money where your mouth is. It kind of is, but you know what? The fun part about it is, is like, you know, there are a lot of wide receivers. Like I said, I probably add and drop more wide receivers throughout the season than any other yes. position because that's just the nature of it. There's a lot of these guys, like every name on this list, you know. It doesn't mean they're all great, but every list, every every name on this list, you know. And so, you know, you strive to get someone in that, in definitely in the top top tier if you can. We've sort of broken down sort of what that loose tier two, two and a half is. And then after that, you kind of got to go with like your gut a little bit. Like you said, you got to gamble a little. You got to definitely make sure you've got, you know, a, a, a enough wide receivers, you know, on your bench because odds are you're at least starting two wide receivers, you know, every single fantasy game, if not three, if you're throwing someone in your flex. So you really want to have some, you know, leeway here to move around. So I agree with you. I mean, there's standout guys. There's a little fuzzy kind of who comes after like the big guns and then, some of it you just got to go with your gut. Like I'm looking at it and I, I'm i just looking at names. Like I see Robbie Anderson, number 30 on some of these, you know, ranks for Carolina. Not for me. Sam Darnold ain't good. So no, not, not for That's me. That's right. Not for me personally, but maybe someone else feels differently, you know? So wide receivers to me, I, I know they scare you a little bit. I think they're exciting because they do. there's just so many options and I agree with you. A lot of them start to mesh together and you're like, I don't know how to put one guy higher than the other. Okay, then don't just go with your gut. Look at the look at the QB situation. Look at the other wide receiver situation and sort of go from there. But you know, the nice news is is you're probably going to have five or so wide receivers on your team. So, it's not like you have to narrow it down to one, right? Like quarterbacks, you have like the one quarterback. Like wide receivers, you should be carrying five or six of That's these right. guys on your team anyway. So, don't be scared, Kate. Try to get a tier one. It's okay if you can't get a tier two. And then after that, you can maybe emotionally draft just a little bit and get some guys that you, it's like you said, they can be interchangeable. There is a waiver wire. That's a thing that exists. So like, you know, 
do throw some old names in there, throw some new names in there, some sleepers, some long shots. You can move around, Art so don't be scared. Just don't be scared. I'm going to throw in that case, before we wrap up this episode, I'm going to throw you and all of the listeners a major flyer. Oh, my. Big time. Big time. I'm going to get poo-pooed on. I don't care. I'm feeling <laughs> myself. I'm going to do it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm really excited, actually. I can't wait to hear what you say. I mean, you're going to throw up when I say it, but oh, it's fine. All right, so my flyer for the season is a New Orleans Saint. It is not Michael Thomas, who may be traded by the time you hear this, or who knows where he is, injured or the other. It is also not Traquan Smith, who we took a flyer on last year. Remember, we were talking about this last season, which I thought was fun. Traquan's fast. He was fast. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's fast. He's got some legs. My flyer for wide receivers is Marquez Calloway, and he is going to be their wide receiver number one. Wait, where is this even? That's how I feel. Why? Where is this even coming from? I don't know, because I feel like I need to make a big bet, and here's my bet. That's your big bet. That's my big bet. You took a big flyer last year. If we're keeping it in the Marquez family, it's like Marquez Callaway taking a flyer this year. Last year, you took a big flyer on Marquez Valdez Scandling. So like, they sound the same. I like a Marquez. I like a Valdez. Let's keep it in the family. I think this will do it for them. That's my feeling on it. Let the mic be dropped. That's all I have to say. Wow. I will say one team with a couple wide receivers that, that we didn't talk about real quick because I think they should be mentioned. Allen Robinson on uh, Chicago. Yeah, I know. I, I think we always forget them. I well, we don't forget. It's just you know he he's again to me he's he's you know he's franchise player now. He definitely ranks up close to you know that that he's definitely in that tier two range. I think the question mark there is like the Justin Fields rookie year thing. But I don't know if again this. I hate it because I always feel like I'm like, eh, it could go one way or the other, which obviously no shit. Like, of course it's going to go one way or the other, but I think it'd be remiss if we didn't bring him up. I think, uh, I, I think Alan Robinson's, you know, going to be like the guy over there. And, uh, you know, if it's Justin Fields, you know, out there as a rookie, he, you know, he needs someone that he can lean on. And Alan Robinson is that guy that we just hadn't mentioned that name. I think he's a, he's a good one to put in that, uh, that, that blurry tier two that we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, Michelle, before we sign it off. And we've got our tier one, Devante, Tyreek, Stefan. Then we've got our muddy tier two between Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, 25 Robinson, other people. <laughs> everybody. Then it gets all murky. But anything you want to leave the people with, aside from my sleeper, Marquez Calloway. I mean, I don't know if this is a sleeper or a flyer, just one that I'm really excited. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, you know, you me- you mentioned him yeah. briefly, but yes. I'm excited to see him and uh, Joey B hook back up in Cincinnati and see, you know, what that what that looks like this year. So that'll be a fun one. Ooh, okay, well, as if next episode couldn't come quickly enough, I am excited. Although today was fun, I get scared about wide receivers. Michelle, as always, this has been the best. And we have a very exciting next episode coming. We have tight ends. This year is going to be an absolute toss-up. Absolute toss-up, especially about where you take a tight end in your draft order. So stay tuned. We will talk about that on the next episode. You know where to find us at the Draft Queens on all the platforms or wherever you listen to podcasts. So 
stay tuned and we will see you for tight ends. Tight end up, baby!